Welcome to Suddenly Seeking Homeschooling, a podcast for unexpected homeschoolers who never considered homeschooling, but find themselves doing just that. Each week, we'll talk about the challenges and joys of homeschooling with a few practical tips thrown in. I'm your host, Kim. Today we're going to talk about different homeschool styles. So just like there are different parenting styles, there are different styles and types of homeschooling methods and ways to approach homeschooling. But you will find that there's going to be a lot of overlap to your general parenting style and how you want to approach homeschooling. So the first thing I want to touch on is, and I've mentioned this before in the podcast, but I want to touch on it again just this idea of short-term homeschooling. So this year, especially, we have lots of people who are coming into homeschooling, not expecting necessarily to stay homeschoolers long-term or coming into homeschooling last minute because of things going on. Short-term homeschooling is the idea that you're only homeschooling for a season and then you're returning to whatever your educational setting was before. And I want to just say welcome and that if you are doing that, it is much more common than you think it is. And there are lots of reasons people have done it in the past. It is not a new concept. Schools are used to it. They are not going to be as used to it at the volume that they are going to experience this year, but it is not a new thing. When you look at homeschooling and how I divide the styles up, I look at it a little differently because I think there are kind of three big categories. There is a traditional style of homeschooling, which means that you address subjects in some kind of traditional way. So when I think of traditional, I think of having a text or material specific for science, something specific for social studies. You might have separate classes. You might be bringing tutors in for separate classes, something that is similar to a traditional school approach, but still tweaked for the homeschool setting. Then there's literature focused, where you're using some type of book that traditionally is not called a textbook, although I will say I've seen lots of literature focused programs that are being sold now that absolutely use something that I would call a textbook, but they're not using that because that does not appeal to that homeschool style. Um, They call it a spine. Um, But if you're using, in my opinion, if you're using an encyclopedia, that is a textbook. A textbook is a type of encyclopedia. They're using some type of spine and building. A lot of times literature focused doesn't necessarily have a science lesson and a social studies lesson, but they build it all into reading books. And it's usually a combination of both fiction and nonfiction. So there's a really strong literature component and literature backbone. So the third is interest-led. And interest-led can look from anything from radical unschooling, which means that you don't do any lessons whatsoever, your child leads everything, to where you have more formalized unit studies or somewhere in between. So basically it's that your kid is kind of developing their own education as you respond to their own interests. So that's the three big umbrellas that I kind of think of when I think of homeschool styles. Everyone may not agree on these categories, but I'm going to kind of break them down a little bit more so you can see where your own parenting and family style and family culture that you've developed might fit into one of these categories. 
So like I said, the traditional is that school kind of traditional homeschooling is often called school at home. And then that's just the end of it. But I don't think, I think there's a lot more options with traditional schooling or what I'm thinking of as traditional schooling than just school at home. So first of all, and I did a whole podcast on this, I don't think school at home is necessarily a bad thing. I think it's a really good fit for some families and a really good fit for some parents. And that just means that you do a very traditional like worksheet, workbook, textbook based approach where you give kids assignments out of one of those resource materials. They complete the assignment and that's really the lesson. You might supplement with some videos. It might be very structured and rigid, but that might work for your kids and your family. So I think that's the traditional school at home model is fine for some families. But I think there are other forms of traditional schooling that are not that school at home, strict schedule, kind of rigorous environment in terms of um, how everything is organized. We are definitely traditional, and I love it because everyone that's some kind of mix likes to call it eclectic, but I would say that we are traditional homeschoolers, but we use eclectic resources. So we use resources from lots of different publishers, curriculum companies. We outsource classes. We do online classes. We do in-person classes. We do lots of things. We use YouTube videos. We use epic books, um, we use audiobooks, we use actual textbooks, we use literature, we use lots of lots of different things because that's what works with our kids in our home and our schedule. And it just has over the years developed into that and it works beautifully for that. But because I am a traditionally trained classroom teacher, I want to really speak to that works well for me to be able to teach and kind of keep up with what we're doing. And it works well with my kids who some of my kids have learning differences. My kids are in a big age gap. It's easier for me to manage if I compartmentalize. And to me, that's what one of the advantages is that I can be like, well, you go do this while I work on this topic with this person versus um, a, a more family approach to learning. And we definitely learn as a family, but we don't learn all topics as a family and all subjects as a family. I wanted to really embrace some of the other methods, but it just didn't work for us. You might have kids working at desk. You might have kids working in a schoolroom. You might like the traditional like wall posters up on the wall and have a school space that way. Or our kids work wherever we work at. Like sometimes we work at the kitchen table. Sometimes we work at the coffee table. Sometimes my big kids are in their room on the bed. Sometimes we're on the couch reading, but we're always working on something very, very specific. In my opinion, under this category, you would put anything that keeps classes separate when you're teaching. The next category is literature focused. One of the more common literature focused methods is called the Charlotte Mason approach. And there is lots of documentation out there, but it's basically you're reading books as a family and discussing good books as a family. And then there are some other specifics to the Charlotte Mason approach that I won't get into because it didn't work for my family. So I haven't done enough with it, but there are lots of Charlotte Mason homeschoolers and I will interview one on this podcast, but I am sure you can find lots of approaches if this interests you. This is great for families who love to sit and read together, um, that have kids that are relatively close to the same age. I think that you either need to be really committed to doing a lot of reading aloud as an adult 
and or your kids need to be really good readers to do this. The focus is definitely away from textbook learning and it's usually you're looking at reading fiction-based books from the time frame, so like historical fiction and things like that, which I think have a lot of great value, but they don't need to be confused with looking at like primary resources. But there are lots of great literature-focused curriculums out there. This is super time-intensive for the homeschooling parent. It requires a lot of time, and you're going to spend a lot of time together we spend a lot of time together, but we are not spending all of that time learning. And that was really important for our family dynamic and our family culture, because it was really hard for me to maintain a relationship with my kids that was separate from being their teacher. And um, I know some families don't have that, but for me, I just needed to just be their mom sometimes. And then the third category, the interest led and unschooling. And like I said, this goes all the way from what we call radical unschoolers all the way to like just unit studies. Now, interest-led in unschooling, a lot of people will be like, they're just parents that don't want to, any, want to do things with their kids or they don't want to do education. And it's really not like that. Um, Alanis Morissette just did an interview with, I think it was Jimmy Fallon um, recently because they are unschoolers. And she did a really good job of explaining it. And she was basically... Um, to paraphrase, just like, why should I try to teach them something they're not interested in when I can see what they're interested in and change what I'm teaching? And that's really the idea. I find that if unschooling is done well, it is super parent intensive, meaning that you're always trying to do what you can to support your child in their interest so that they are learning organically. And then this, like I said, all of these are continuums and there's different specific types underneath each of these big style categories. But this can go all the way from not learning to write until the kid sees a reason to learn to write to having very, very specific, like you have a meeting at the beginning of the school year and you ask your kid, what are the four areas they want to learn in? And you build out unit studies on those four areas and you're kind of committed to that for the year. And I think all of that falls under interest-led. It's just different types of approaches to interest-led and how it works for your family. I think the key, when, or one of the keys, when you're thinking about what kind of homeschool style to consider is what your personal beliefs are about education and your plans for your kids' future. So let's start with traditional. Traditional is going to be the most similar to typical schooling, whether in a public or private school. You're going to have curriculum that you buy that has some type of scope and sequence that is almost like a checklist that you'll finish for the year for each subject. Literature focus is a lot of reading and discussing. Um, typically, it incorporates nature study. People who embrace the literature-focused homeschooling style often refer to it as a lifestyle. Interest-led learning is really where the child leads the learning environment and the parent is almost a student of the child to the extreme, which I've talked about on Facebook before. Students are often learning through play and following natural interest, and parents play an active role in acquiring the materials. Now, you don't have to say, oh, this is me 100% and, and never stray into any of these other categories. But what you will find is that materials will usually match one of these three categories very well. Now, you might have an approach like you may like the traditional style because you're a checklist kind of mom 
for one area, you want to do a lot of the reading with your kids and you want to really all discuss the book as a family. You can incorporate some of these methods into your style of learning, your style of homeschooling. And we'll talk, we'll do a separate episode just about the methods themselves, because I think the methods really fall into the categories. So the methods are kind of the examples I've given you when I've tried to explain what the category includes. All right. As you're thinking about this, the only other thing I would tell you is that for most short-term homeschoolers, especially for kids who are third grade and above, you're probably going to want to adopt a traditional style of homeschooling because your plan is ultimately for your child to go back into school. If your child is kindergarten through second grade, that's probably not as necessary. And if your child is not planning to return to public school or private school, a traditional style is not necessary. It gives you more flexibility because you're not trying to keep them at grade level or keep them from falling behind, whatever that means. So you have a little bit more flexibility when you're picking and choosing. Think about it. Think about your own parenting style. Think about what you think about education, your kids, their personality. If you're having a hard time figuring out what category you fall into or what kind of approach to learning you have or your method or how it will mesh with your family, check out my Suddenly Seeking Homeschooling workshop because I guide you through that entire process and you'll take quizzes and I give you lots of feedback about how to find something that works for you and give you specific curriculum suggestions. Thanks for joining us this week on Suddenly Seeking Homeschooling. Check us out on Instagram or Facebook at The Learning Hypothesis. For more information on homeschooling and how to customize your unique approach to education. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode. See you next week.